This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And welcome to Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we're talking about crispy potatoes. Oh, boy. Crispy potatoes, we love you. So, what kind of crispy potato are you making today? I am going to be making roasted smashed potatoes from Fine Cooking Magazine. How about you? I am going to be making some really easy french fries from Cook's Illustrated. So we're going to have crispy potatoes going on top of the stove and in the oven at the same time? It's going to be amazing. I I think think fireworks are going to go off in the kitchen. My stove has never been so happy. I mean, is there is there anything better in the world of food than crispy potatoes? I don't think so. And I think that a lot of people would agree with me. I, I agree with you. There. <laughs> that's that's settled. I thought this was going to be really controversial. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I love I love crispy potatoes and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of potato shy in all other forms. Like I don't hate them, but I never really get a craving for like a um, baked potato. Not really into mashed potatoes, as we established recently on our St. Patrick's Day episode. Right, um, right. What, what are your favorite forms of crispy potato? Well, uh, I, you know, of course, I, I do love the potato chip. I'm particularly a fan of potato chips with salt and vinegar. Really, oh, I really love those. That. Yeah, I, I really, if I may brand drop here, I really mm-hmm. like kettle. I think kettle has a huge amount of vinegar, which is what I like. And, uh, and their potatoes often are nicely browned. Uh, you know, a lot of potato chips are really blonde, and I like them to have a little bit of color on them. Yeah, when I when I was a kid, there was um there was a brand of potato chips that advertised um like uh, we're all blonde chips, and uh, I that brand hasn't been around for a long time. Yeah, I think for obvious reasons. Yeah, I think they had it all wrong. What about you? What what's your favorite kind of crispy potato? Well, let's see. Um, I uh, I love uh, I love roasted potatoes. Um, I love uh, French fries, of course. Uh, I don't think you need to say you love French fries. Um, I think it's and- like it's like part of the human condition. <laughs> Sorry for that interruption. That was uh, that was my smoke alarm telling well, us that the potatoes were ready. Yes, um, I uh, I got this great. It's the uh, it's the KitchenAid smoke alarm, and uh, <laughs> it just tells you when uh, when dinner's ready.
I love I love roasted potatoes, and I especially love uh, this Nigella Lawson recipe for roasted potatoes, um, which has uh, three secrets to why they're so great. She's put it in like four of her books, but she deserves two because they're so good. So um, secret number one is uh, she parboils the potatoes and then kind of bashes them around so the edges get kind of fuzzy and absorb a lot of oil and get super crispy. You know, I heard about that technique uh, from a British guy. We got into some sort of a conversation about potatoes, and he was telling me that, you know, that... I guess every Brit is born knowing how to make this perfect roasted potato. You parboil it. And the real key is when you drain it into a colander, you knock it around in the colander to really rough up the skin. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. And um, and it really works. So that's secret number one of Nigella's. But, but, but quick question. Oh, yes. Is the potato whole? Um, no. When, when In her recipe, it's, it's chunks. And you don't bash them around so much that they fall apart. And you haven't cooked them so much that they're really soft, just like around the edges of specifically so you can do this technique. So you just want to fuzz them up a little at the edges. Okay. Okay, so the secret number two is then you sprinkle them with a little semolina flour, which is kind of a crispy sort of wheat flour. And secret number three is then you cook them in like three cups of goose fat. <laughs> wow. And and if, not duck fat, goose fat. Well, I use, I use duck fat. I think, uh, yeah, if, if you don't have goose fat, substitute duck fat. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that your policy at home? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's everybody's policy at home. Right. Do you ever make hash browns? I never make hash browns. Brandon does sometimes, and he, he's very meticulous about, about how he does it. Um, but I saw in your freezer a bag of frozen hash browns. Made. Oh, my God. I was just about to say how I laboriously take a russet potato and grate it and squeeze out the juice in a, wow. in a towel, and then I have to hang the towel outside, or, or my daughter will call it stinky potato towel, and like <laughs> follow me around shaking it. And, and okay, I do that sometimes, and then other times, um, the, uh, the Kroger brand frozen hash brown potatoes are really good. Uh-huh. That's what I saw in your freezer. So, you know, so what is a frozen hash brown? Is it just a cubed raw potato that's the perfect size for hash brown or is it already cooked it's um it's par cooked a frozen hash brown is like um, parboiled and uh, and frozen in these perfect little cubes and uh and i use it i usually use it for making hash like i have some like leftover meat i cube it up i throw it in with the frozen hash brown potatoes it's like dinner in 20 minutes and it's awesome wow wow you heard it here first people kroger brand hash browns yeah and if you don't have any if you don't have kroger brand substitute duck fat damn it <laughs> <laughs> there goes the kitchen timer again. All right, I'm going to check my crispies. Wow. Those are some crispy, oily potatoes. Yep. <laughs> wow. <It's> so hot. <laughs> this is really crispy, delicious. What, you may ask yourselves, is this thing that we've just been blowing and crunching? Um, <laughs> and, um, and the answer is, uh, it's, um, uh, the, the, I forget what they're called. Um, <laughs> A smashed roasted potato, right? That, that's the answer. They're, they're um, Susie Middleton's smashed roasted potatoes from Fine Cooking Magazine. And uh, Susie Middleton uh, was the uh, editor for a long time at at Fine Cooking and is this awesome recipe developer who uh, who everything everything she makes is golden. And uh, and this is one of my favorite things that she ever invented, which is um, you parboil potatoes. You uh, you then smash them between two dishcloths until they're like half an inch thick. And wait, it, wait, wait, wait. You smashed them when they were still warm, right? Which yes. Was, which was key. Right. If you like cooled them and then smashed them, they would turn into dust. So you smash the uh, the still hot potatoes. Use the dish towels um, so you don't uh, so you don't burn your hand when you do this and get a potato shaped um, scar. 
Um, and then you uh, you you pour you put them on a baking sheet. You pour a bunch of olive oil over it, sprinkle them with salt, and then roast them for half an hour until they're just super crispy and salty and greasy and delicious. Yeah, and I mean you you aren't kidding about a lot of oil. We we did maybe fifteen potatoes today with a half cup of oil. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't all end up in the potatoes, just like most of it. Right, right. And uh, but it really is astounding how crispy they are. They're they're like kind of fat potato chips, really. Yeah. I'm going to eat another one. I am too. Let's crunch. Okay. Yours just more sounds like you chewing with your mouth open. <laughs> I have real crunching skill. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that was quality right there. We should talk about the dish that I made today. We should. Um, the one that the one that interrupted us earlier um, with the smoke alarm. Yes, yeah, but we saved it at the last minute. It I really, know, it, it really was the smoke alarm that saved the day. I'm going to write a children's book about it. I think. Um, I think that book exists. I think you get it free, like when you visit the fire station <laughs> with your class. <laughs> anyway, so this is a technique that Cooks Illustrated wrote about, I believe, last July or August. So that would be 2009. And they call it easier French fries. What's so great about this recipe is that it's really, like, it's freakishly easy, really. There are a lot of French fry recipes that have you blanch your potatoes in water, or they have you sometimes hold them in water overnight before you fry them. They're, most great French fries are double fried, so you right. got to do the whole frying thing twice. These, you only fry once, and they're really weird in that you start them in cold oil. When you say cold oil, it makes me feel like we're on car talk. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, you start them in cold oil. So raw potatoes, cold oil. And the really cool thing is that as the oil warms, the potatoes get to cook really gently. So they cook through on the inside. And by the time the oil is hot enough to start browning them and crisping them, they're perfectly cooked on the inside. So how come everybody doesn't make their fries this way? Well, I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive. I, I don't know about you, but I think oh, wow, you're going to put these potatoes in cold oil. They're going to sit there for a long time. Aren't they going to be like really greasy, nasty? Plus, it's terrible for your transmission. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Don't recommend doing it on the engine of your car. <laughs> but um, anyway, the interesting thing is that, um, and Cooks Illustrated has, has made me a, a real potato scientist, so I can explain this to you. But the cool thing is that they actually... You know, for anybody who cares about this, they have a little bit less fat than a traditional, you know, double fried French fry, in part because they're only fried once. But they don't taste like a diet fry or anything. No, no. I mean, these are like, you know, straight up French fries. fries. Yeah. yeah. They just happen to be really easy and have this added little benefit of being marginally better for you. Thank you, Dr. Potato Scientist. <laughs> You're welcome. The first time I ever made French fries at home, I set my kitchen on fire, like an actual like column of flame leaping up from the <laughs> stove, and uh, and like I thought I was going to die, and uh, and then uh, my wife reminded me that that we had a fire extinguisher, and those things really work. Well, you seemed a little apprehensive when I mentioned that we were going to combine the potatoes and the oil and put it all on the stove on high heat. And I was right to be apprehensive. You because, were. Because uh, it uh, it heated much faster than the recipe suggested it would. And I think what happened is... Probably they have a gas stove over there, over in Boston, and uh, and may not realize that electric stoves are much, much hotter on high than a regular home gas range. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have an electric stove at home as well, and I've noticed the same thing. I've burned the living daylights out of a piece of meat trying to sear it on high. 
And this recipe told me emphatically to sear it on high, and uh, it just it destroyed it. Yeah, I mean, having lived on the East Coast and, and had uh, kind of your average gas stove, like I was constantly annoyed with that thing because it didn't get hot enough. But uh, but the electric stove, uh, on the other hand, can easily get too hot. So I guess what we should say is when you you know w- when you make these fries at home, because of course you're going to want to. These are really really delicious fries and really easy. Yeah, despite what we just told you about how you're you're going to die if mm-hmm. you have an electric stove, you should should be careful with this because your stove on high is going to be too hot for this most likely. So this recipe says that you should heat the oil and the potatoes on high and basically keep it there at a rolling boil for the entire cooking time. And you're going to need to monitor it a little bit more, maybe keep it down on a, I don't know, medium high, medium, keep it at a boil, but not, not an aggressive boil. And I I think anytime you're frying anything, don't, don't do something dumb, like step away from it to record a radio show or anything. Right. That's, that's when the fire starts. Yeah, yeah. Or that's when the fire alarm comes along. Right, when the smoke alarm goes off, the the fries are done. Yeah. (laughs) What a great technique. I'm like trying to participate in this conversation while simultaneously like uh, leering at this plate of of roasted smashed potatoes and and thinking like at what point, at what point are you going to stop talking so I can have another one? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I I feel really, really good about our partnership now. I think a lot of people err on the side of under roasting potatoes or Yeah, I think so too. Or undercooking potatoes. And the really sad thing is that the starch in potatoes really gets a lot of its flavor from browning. So you really have to let it let it cook a little more. I think I think that's true for a lot of things. I mean, I'm I'm always complaining about uh, under underbaked bread um, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, there are a lot of foods, um, starchy foods especially that have to be really brown before they have good flavor. Right, right. So people do not be afraid of getting color on your french fries and your uh, and your roasted potatoes and your smashed roasted potatoes. Do be afraid of dying in a fire. Yes. And make sure that your smoke alarm has batteries. Mm-hmm. I just took the battery out of mine to get it to stop going off while we were doing the <laughs> show and um and so the next thing that's going to happen is I'm going to forget to put the the battery back in and um and this will be like our our sad farewell episode. <laughs> yeah, the next episode will be me alone <laughs> be memorial, reading yeah. your obituary. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait. I hope I hope I can be there for that. I can't wait to hear that episode either. I think you'd really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to steal some of your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly, I better let you go prepare your acceptance speech for the Nobel Prize in Potato Science. I'd really like to thank all the little little potatoes. No, I, don't know. I would like to thank all the little potatoes. Like These things thank, are good. I'd like to thank all the small potatoes. <laughs> You've been listening to Spilled Milk, the show so dangerous that we probably just set off your smoke alarm. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Do you always sing when you pour oil? I do. I find it such an invigorating experience. It's like singing in the shower, really. (laughs) <laughs> yes, if the if the shower is dispensing peanut oil. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 